Thank you. And welcome to our annual open house. in here anyway. It's one of those 3D movies. Now let's hear the story behind the magic. W, w Radio. Your information station. Hello my friends and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host Lou Mangello and this is show number 394 for the week of February 8th, 2015. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, audio tours, and more. Whether you are a first-time visitor or have been to the parks hundreds of times and just love the secrets, stories, and details, there is something here for you. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else over at www.radio.com. And this week's show is brought to you, well, really by you because you can learn how you can help support the show and be a member of WDW Radio Nation where you'll receive extra content, benefits, and rewards like custom magic band covers, monthly scavenger hunts, backpacks, shirts, special call-in shows, care packages, and more. It's completely optional and a great way to help the show. Again, visit wdwradio.com support and find out how you can be part of WDW Radio Nation. So this past weekend, on February 7th, listeners and members of the WDW Radio family celebrated the show's 8th anniversary with an event we held at the Fort Wilderness Cabins where we recorded a show looking back on the past 8 years. We talked about our favorite episodes, memories, interviews, events, and moments, and the community which you have built around it. Then I'll have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information and announcements, including our next two meets of the month in Walt Disney World, as well as your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. I want to thank all of you again for uh, joining me. Uh, we're here as if we couldn't have planned it any better. I think this may be the most perfect weather day in Florida ever. Um, when I decided to do something similar to what we did last year, which was not have an event, but uh, you know, like I said, you, you guys aren't my, you're certainly not my fans. You're definitely my friends and you're more like my family. And so I said, oh, I'd like to do what we did last year. We had a um, room over at Old Key West. I said, let's do something a little bit different. Let's go out to... Uh, Fort Wilderness, and just pray that the weather has will hold out, which it, it certainly has. I want to thank you guys again for taking the time to come out, for taking the time to uh, to listen, and we we had a great time so far today, reminiscing with some of you about our friendships and when you start listening and things like that. And I thought it would be fun to really make you guys part of a little bit of a recap show and look back over the past eight slash ten years, because even though this is technically 
WW Radio's eighth anniversary. I've been podcasting from 10 years. Who here used to listen to Mouse Tunes? Seriously? Yeah, I, right? And like you kept on listening, which is amazing. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I was trying to think. I, I was maybe April of 2005 that I, I started recording Mouse Tunes. And I had a friend who was obviously in order to be in podcasting in 2005, you had to be an uber nerd. Uh, we were both Disney fans and tech geeks. Um, we're doing some things online already. And this, we heard about this new thing called podcasting. And after I looked it up on Alta, Alta Vista and figured out what podcasting really was, um, or Excite or Ask Jeeves or whatever it was at the time, we realized um, that the, the medium is so much more powerful, right? I was doing a lot of written content. I was pushing out content on the forums and on the website and, and books, which I promise you Volume 3 is, is much closer than it was Last time I promised you that Volume 3 was closer than it was the time before. Um, but in 2005, like it wasn't in iTunes. And we weren't even sure, A, what we were doing, B, if anybody was going to find the show, and C, if they did, like, who's going to listen to us? Like, my friends back in New Jersey who are now no longer my friends were like, dude, wait a second. Like, I understand you've got the little website thing, but you're going to sit in your room by yourself Put a microphone there. Talk to yourself about Mickey Mouse for an hour a week and hope that somebody finds you and listens. I'm like, yeah, man, that's awesome. They're like, you're a nerd. I give you six weeks. You'll be done. And that was 10 years ago. Um, And then when I told them that I was going to quit my job as a lawyer, sell my IT consulting business, and then move to Florida to talk about Mickey Mouse for an hour a week, they're like, you'll be dead in six weeks or be back in New Jersey. Um, And I will never, ever go back to New Jersey, by the way. And if you're listening in the winter, you'll... You understand why, um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been an amazing journey from that first show that we put out, clearly not knowing what we were doing, and if anybody did listen, if they were going to listen beyond that, um, and then it was February 11th. See, this is why I need Christy here. I think it was February 11th, the week after Mouse Tunes ended. I started off with um, W Radio and, and just hope that people would sort of come over and uh, and keep on listening. Um, Never imagining that it would take me to where I am today. I don't mean just here at Fort Wilderness, but um, 10 years later, my life is so completely different. Um, I had my daughter at that time. I have another son. We sold everything that we had in New Jersey and and brought money to our closing, which is not the way it's supposed to happen, um, to sort of pursue this dream. Um, We came down without a house, without jobs, uh, without much direction, just a lot of of hopes and faith in each other and and what we were doing, Um, never thinking that this is what I'd be able to do full time. And I am incredibly grateful to each and every one of you um, for helping to make that happen. And that's why I try to pay it forward and help other people do the same thing, because there is no greater feeling than getting up every day and doing what you love and meeting people that appreciate it and allow you to share that with them. Um, Like I said to you before, your time is your most valuable commodity, and the fact that you give that to me every week means more to me than you know. So uh, I thought maybe it would be fun if I got to hear from you um, things over the past, whether it's eight years or eight weeks or eight days, or if you just happen to be walking by the campsite and saw and smelled all the good food cooking. Uh, thank you, Mr. Caggiano. Um, if you guys wanted to share some of your favorite segments or favorite interviews or things that you like the show or how you found the show or how the show has helped you or maybe 
made you fatter because of all the restaurant reviews, whatever it may be. Listen, come on, admit it. Don't I need to put like a little bit of a warning before all the live reviews? Like, just so you know, you probably shouldn't listen hungry. (laughs) Has anybody actually gone to a restaurant because of a live review? And Wow. Has anybody gone to a restaurant and go and... Carrot cake cookies. All right, so there you go. So wait, so wait. So what is, what was the restaurant review that you listened to that brought you somewhere that converted you to something? The Hollywood Brandery Lounge with the duck confit slider and the Wagyu beef slider. Oh my gosh. Dude, right? Look at you, brother. Come on, give it up. I dig that. The Rose and Crown, you and Emma and Holly. I went back Uh. and I looked for Holly and she was incredible. They were all wonderful. And the red hat lady... They all speak highly of you because you definitely I eat there so often. left an impression. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were like, we want all the food that they had. <laughs> That's a lot of food, right? They probably brought out a lot of food. Um, and I still remember like the first time I ever went to the UK and did a, a live review there, like back in 2005 or 2006. And we couldn't believe my, my buddy Glenn who is a jerk because he moved to Tennessee, but he moved, but we were there and they brought out all this food and we're like, oh my God, like this is so much better than being a lawyer. And everything was awesome (laughs) until I'll never forget, we're just starting to walk away. We're having a wonderful day. Like my stretchy pants are feeling good. And I'm like, ooh, I haven't tried the blood sausage. That's not the thing that you want to try as your last thing from, from Rose and Crown, but I'm a huge Scotch egg. Anybody else converted to a restaurant or found something that you liked because of a live review? Carrot cake cookie. Wow, the carrot cake cookie. Has anybody actually eaten an entire one all by themselves? Because I think you should be proud of that. Don't, 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 you know. I mean, not just only one, but sometimes more than one. Yeah, they're awesome. And it's healthy because it's carrots. And I will help you justify anything. Thank you. Right? So you got your dairy, you've got carrots, all the food pyramid. What do they use now? The food pyramid? So I asked um, on the show this week, and I was asking, we were talking about some of this before, your single favorite food item in Magic Kingdom. We'll go through all the parks. Single favorite food item in Magic Kingdom? Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Zucchini fries. Zucchini fries. Pot roast mac and cheese from the peanut can. Finally somebody. (laughs) (laughs) See, come on, brother. That's my boy right there. Right? I raised my kids what is it? The waffle sandwiches. Chicken and waffle? Citrus. See, I'm a citrus swirl over a Dole Whip guy. Yeah, me too. Citrus swirl. If you haven't tried the pot roast mac and cheese, get on the ferry and go do it. It's life-changing. Sweet cream cheese pretzel. Sweet cream cheese pretzel. By the way, don't get fooled by the, the um, bacon cheeseburger mac and cheese. It's nowhere nearly as good as the pot roast. <laughs> Favorite food item in Epcot? Center? Apple Strudel Germany. Apple strudel. Bratwurst in Germany. Baklava. Bratwurst. That's it? Nobody chicken curry pocket at Joy of Tea. What is that? The chicken curry pocket at the Joy, Joy of Tea in China. Wow, look at you pulling out all the little obscure <laughs> things, man. I think that. Sushi in Japan. Thank you. Finally, somebody goes, somebody. Shoosh. And I was happy somewhere. I was like, Starbucks! Because um, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Single food item. Single favorite food item. Carrot cake cookie, I think, yeah. The Cobb salad. Which you should have at the Brown Derby Lounge outside without it. Just walk up and do it. Disney's Animal Kingdom? Jalapeno pretzel? Yeah. Yeah. Jalapeno pretzel with all the cheese and goodness inside. (laughs) Egg rolls, yak and yeti, 
outside with something from the joy from the tea place across the way. Or the samosas. Did you try the samosas with the mango chutney? Oh my God, how could I be hungry after just eating like 800 pounds of hamburgers? Um, I, I will tell you that one of the, um, the great, look, I'm a Disney fan first, right? I, I say this all the time. Like I, I do interviews like for business-related podcasts or things. And like they, people think like I do the show just because I might have found like a niche. I'm like, no, like I did this show. Like I do a show that I would want to listen to, right? I wrote the trivia books because it was the book that I wanted to read. I do a show because I want to listen to. So as a result, I have been so fortunate to be able to meet people and interview people um, for the show that I wasn't doing it for the show purposes. I'm like, yeah, man, I'd love to talk to Julie Andrews. Like, and when she says yes, like my brains fall out of my head. Um, favorite interview ever on the show? With Richard Sherman, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You mean the, yeah. the cornerback or the... or the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> On the cruise. Let's on get the, it right. The real Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Yes. Ron, Ron Schneider. Ron Schneider. I one of the best interviews you ever did because you really brought out his feelings and what he had to go through in creating that uh, the Dreamfinder character. I thought it was one of the oh, best interviews. Nice. Awesome. I love Ron. Ron the original Dreamfinder, obviously. Anybody else? Who do you get? Tony Baxter. Samantha Brown ones are really good too. I enjoy the Samantha Brown ones. Julie Andrews. Yeah, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews and Richard Sherman, the only two I really got kind of choked up with. Because, like, when I interviewed Richard Sherman, he was so nice and he was so general, like, so genuine. And he was so, like, he's still, like, such a humble guy. Like, when I interviewed him the first time, he really wasn't as prominent sort of in the public as, as he is now where he's, he's brought out to a lot of events. And I hung up, like, he just, the way he told the story, I hung up the phone and, and had a lump in my throat. And I know I've told the story ad nauseum, but forgive me. But when I interviewed Julie Andrews and made sure that the house was completely cleared out and I had, like, seven different recorders going at the same time just in case, and, they, and her guy told me, like, look, you're going to get 10, 15 minutes with her tops. I'm like, that's fine. Like, I can do this. And I had 75 questions written out just in case. And she spent like 45 minutes on the phone with me. And she is exactly the way you would expect her to. She's elegant and she's graceful and she's so nice. And then when we were done, I was expecting her hand to be like, all right, we're done. And she was just chatting with me. And I told her again, like my, my feelings about Mary Poppins. And this is like, this is the worst impression. But she was like, oh, like Mary Poppins said my name that's the coolest thing ever and I hung up the phone and I cried I was like oh my god I just talked to like Mary Poppins who whose movie I loved and I probably had some sort of weird boyhood crush on and by boyhood crush I mean it probably was still going on at the time sorry um what, are, what about um, episode? Oh, I have, I have another another interview uh, when you did Ridley Pearson on on the cruise and he turned the tables on you. <laughs> that was and, awesome. And, yeah. That was one of the best. That was the best time. And I love Ridley Pearson. I, I can say I think somewhat comfortably that we're friends now. Um, and it's actually because I have a poll going on Facebook about um, people's favorite interviews, and I put Ridley and Dave Barry. And he sent me an email last night going. Why was I lumped in with Dave Barry? Don't I get like my own Billy by myself? I was like, oh God! He jumped on a chair. He did jump on a chair. He's um, he's kooky, and I mean that in the best possible way. But I will tell you, when he did that on the cruise, he had actually mentioned something to me about that a long time. He's like, oh, I should interview Lou, you, Lou, and I said nobody wants to hear that. And so when he did it, I really wasn't ready. I had my little questions ready to go, and I was concerned. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to air this because. This is supposed to be like the Ridley Pearson cruise. Like nobody wants to hear my story. 
So to hear that, um, like he's well, obviously the guy's a great storyteller. He's a great interviewer, um, and that's the thing. You know, some of the people that I have on the show, they get to come on, um, it, not just for what they know, but the way they tell a story. You know, and that's why I love having Ridley come back on. And I will tell you too, and I don't, this is like name topic. I don't mean to be, but as cool as it was to interview Mary Poppins and. Like, my kids, like, I'm like, oh, look, I'm talking to Mary Poppins. They're like, yeah, big deal, whatever. I'm like, we're going on a cruise. They're like, okay, fine. When they saw my name in Kingdom Keepers, they're like, now you finally made it. Like, okay, now my dad's cool. And I was like, which was still pretty awesome, too. Right? Yes. <laughs> I was always happy. <laughs> That's because he knows if I was still a lawyer in New Jersey... I would probably never see him, and we wouldn't be out at Fort Wilderness and, and doing these kind of things. And look, you know, somebody said to me a long time ago, um, you know, you and, and I was somewhat of an adult at the time, and she said, you know, you probably have not, haven't met your best friend yet. I'm like, come on, I've known so-and-so since I was nine, I was in Little League with this guy. And she was right, because the people who have become my best friends have come to it directly as a result of the show. And it goes back to the very first person I sort of met uh, like down here, and I've known some of you guys for years at Beatrice. We met at Mouse Fest 2005, something like that. But when I when I started going back and forth, and got an email from somebody, and uh, he said, "Hey, I heard you saying the show that you're going to come down on one of your numerous quote unquote research trips. I just moved down here for Tennessee. If you want, get together, say hi." And I had never done like a meetup before, I didn't even know what it was. And I, I'm driving to downtown Disney to meet him, and I remember calling my wife, and I'm like, "Listen." I made it to Orlando, and this thing that I'm doing, this is what a phone used to look like. <laughs> I said, I made it to Orlando, and I'm going to meet some guy in downtown Disney. I don't know really anything about him other than his name is Glenn, and he's from Tennessee. So if you don't hear from me by midnight, chances are I'm in a cardboard box somewhere, but that's the only information you can give to the police. And Glenn and I became, um, you know, the best of friends, and so many of you here, um, Tony and Becky notwithstanding, are really, I consider, very, very close personal friends. Um, but it's true, and I think it's not... I think it, you know, and I, it, when I do meet to the month, um, it really isn't, it's not for me to be able to meet you. Uh, wait, it's not for you to be able to meet me. Sorry, strike that. Reverse it. It's not for you to be able to meet It's for me to be able to meet you and hear your stories, but it's also be able to watch the dynamic go on with you with each other and watch these other friendships form and three marriages that have come out of it and, and other kind of relationships that have come from it. Um, what are some, so to that point, I want to hear your stories, right? I want to hear... If, is there a favorite episode that you like? Is there a favorite segment that you like? Is there a favorite guest that, that comes on? Um, is there something that you have gotten out of the show that has somehow positively impacted your Disney experience or your life in some way? Top 10 um, attractions that should be made into movies. Uh, movies that should be made into attractions. Whoops. And so what is your top, what is your number one movie that should be made into attraction? Wreck-It Ralph. Nice. So do you have... Now, how, now how old are you, and do you have an idea for what that attraction should be? Ten, and it should be like Radiator Springs Races in California, but a Sugar Rush ride. Oh, look, see? You've got at least 11 people here that would ride that, so... I really like the uh, the top ten wow moments in Walt Disney World, because some of those were, like, really, like, 
wow moments that I've had, and just stuff like waking up at Walt Disney World, just noting that you're there, and just how how much of a nerd we all really are, <laughs> and how awesome this place is, and just that one I really, really liked. I really hit hit a soft spot in my heart because it just showed how much fun we have and the, the camaraderie, and just that this is all a wow moment. That right now, this is a wow moment for me. <laughs> Well, and you know what? You should embrace the nerddom, right? Because I think that's what... That's the thing about Disney, too, is that it's such a welcoming community. Like, anybody and everybody can feel at home here. And you know that you're going to be a... And you're all sort of... Not that everybody can see it, but you're all sort of nodding your heads. Like, yeah, I was the nerd in high school. I was the guy that thought... And look, I was that guy, too. I was the guy sitting at home in New Jersey in his basement thinking he was the only one that could be into Disney as much as I was. And then when I started the discussion forums and, like... 29 people signed up that first night. I was like, wait a minute, like these are my people. I'm not the only guy. And that there are tens, hundreds, millions of other people out there like that. And I think that's where the friendship comes from. It's not from this love of, of Mickey Mouse and or maybe food, but it's sort of a, a, a common ideal set and value system, I think, that we all share. Uh, anybody else? Any other favorite episodes, interviews, guest story? I love how you inspire us all, that you just help us to remember that you need to follow your dreams and to have the courage to do so. And um, it made a big difference in my life because I did that. And so, and, and I've heard other people say that to you, that you personally have made a big difference in giving them the strength to follow their dreams. So thank you. You're going to make me cry. Okay, so now, but now you have to, now if you don't mind, I have to share your name and, and what does that mean? Like, what did you do? Um, my name is Robin Norell. I live here in Orlando, and I have traveled extensively and always wanted to do something with that. And through your podcast, I met Becky Mankin, and I am now working with MEI and Mass Fan Travel, and I'm really, really enjoying it. So thank you. <laughs> it's so easy. Like, you threw me such a softball right there. Oh, see, you got Becky Mankin just got saved by the bell. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys all know the story on how this whole crazy podcasting thing really got started. <laughs> <laughs> this is my wife, Deanna, by the way. <laughs> Where are we going? So way back when, when Lou used to be on all these forums and these different websites, there were two people that he used to talk to every night. One was Valerie Drew, and the second one was this man that's sitting over there in the corner who probably knows trivia better than my husband, <laughs> Mr. James Azern. But I have to say that I was up in our den, and I, started, I was drinking a glass of wine, and Lou comes upstairs and he says to me, you know, Deanna, I'm thinking about writing a book. And I started hysterically laughing. <laughs> Which is just the reaction I was looking okay. for. <laughs> and he said to me, I said, oh, honey... The only thing you know a lot about is all that useless Disney knowledge you have. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, Deanna, it's a trivia book. And I go, what? I go, Disney doesn't have a trivia book? And he proceeded to tell me the story on why they don't, and it was out of print. And I said, you're kidding me. And he said, no. And I said, okay. He said, I'm pretty much almost done with it. I think I'm going to look for a publisher. What do you think? I'm like, go for it. And little do you know, it was 2003. And the first book came out, and it had the original castle on it. And then before Nicholas was born, in 2005, was the second trivia book with my daughter on the cover. 
And the third one will come out because there will be no sibling rivalry in my house. And this little man will be on it because my daughter will be the one that says, look, they love me more. I'm on a cover. (laughs) But I have to say that I am most grateful for you taking the leap of faith. And it was a very hard leap for me because... The bill collector still came to our house and said, you're going to do this full time. And I am grateful because you did it. And you took that leap. And we are here today and blessed with these beautiful people in our life. From you guys, our listeners, the box people, I have some of the most dearest friends that I would do anything for forever. My running team, I mean, thank you. And if you didn't take that leap of faith, we wouldn't be here today doing this. So even though I do have a few choice words sometimes. <laughs> no, really? I've never heard you say those. I am grateful beyond words. <laughs> so I was literally digging my hands, like my, my keys and my fingernails into my hands, like so you wouldn't get me all choked up, which you did. <laughs> um, but where'd she go? I couldn't have done it, obviously, without you. Um, the, you know, my mother used to uh, joke around that behind every great man is a, is a great woman, and that's true. And, you know, not everybody would have totally been on board with the, uh, listen, so I've got this idea. Um, I've, I know I'm a, I went to law school, and I have my, you know, I'm practicing a lawyer, and I have an IT consulting company, but let's just get, I'm going to quit all that. Let's sell all of our stuff. We'll bring money into our closing. We'll drive to Florida with a Honda Odyssey. We'll put all our stuff in storage. We'll drive down to a house that we've never seen before with no job, and the kids aren't in school, and take a chance. And Yay, no school. <laughs> but her response was, okay. Right, so if you're going to tell a story about me, I'm going to tell a story about you. So um, that's literally how it happened. We, had, we put way too much. By the way, if you ever think about moving, purge first and then move. Don't do it the other way around. We packed up our Honda Odyssey with everything that we could, and we drove to Naples, Florida, uh, where my parents were, um, to move into a house that we had not seen that my parents had rented for us. Uh, my wife didn't have a job. I was taking a, a calculated leap of faith. You know, um, a little bit of parachute. I was like, okay, like, if no money comes in, we can at least feed the kids for the next two weeks. We'll be okay. Like, we'll find a way to make it work. But when we finally decided to move to Orlando a few years later, um, it literally happened like I drove up here on Tuesday, signed a contract on a Wednesday. We packed the house on a Thursday, moved out on Friday, moved in on Saturday. And thanks to... And wait, 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 wait. So, right, and thanks to the help of some friends that I met through the show, I said, listen, uh, you know, we sort of were, were looking back at things that night. I was like, okay, not bad. The house is pretty much unpacked, but do me a favor, all right? What I need you to do is finish unpacking the house, get this stuff on the wall, get the kids in school, go get a job, find out where how to, to sign up for all the utilities, like, all, go all sorts of stuff, because tomorrow I'm leaving for California with another woman. Yeah. <laughs> Now, to just to put this all into context, the other woman was Becky Mankin. She has been my travel partner and, dare I say, reluctant friend for oh so many years. And I said that to my wife, and she went, it's okay. I got this. I've told that story to other guys, and be like, I got this. I would have gotten a punch in the face if I said that to my wife. I came back seven days later from 
D23 or whatever it was that we were, we were doing. ABD and Dis... Right. I came back. I said, hey, this house looks pretty good. Pictures are up on the wall. All the furniture's put in. The utilities are signed up. you got a job. The kids are in school. I know where the Publix is. This is awesome. Because, listen, tomorrow I'm going to Hawaii with another woman. And you know what she said? I got this. Don't worry about it. Stop it. <laughs> you know, um, there are sometimes indicators that you're with the right person. Um, that was definitely a big one. And any time along the way, I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about, you know, starting a podcast. I'm thinking about, you know, creating another thing. She's always like, do it. I got this. You know, we'll find a way to make it work. Um, and I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but, you know, um, as part of my family, I want you to understand sort of how it gets here because it, it's not easy. And there was a lot of, <laughs> there were a lot of difficult times and there still are a lot of difficult times um, when you sort of decide to sort of go from the, the nine to five to an entrepreneurial lifestyle. It is a very big adjustment. And uh, I'm very fortunate for the family that I have around me, not just them, but all of you and great partners like Mouse Fan Travel, um, who have helped that happen. And, and, you know, again, we started out as business partners, and it, it what is somehow... It? Tum- I, don't, I don't know what it is now. I'm not, I'm not really quite the sure. The part of the Hawaii story is they get out of the car. <laughs> they get out of the car, and they're greeted, and they go, Welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Megan! <laughs> that was funny to everybody except me. It was right... <laughs> That was good. Yeah, that was, that was great. That was good. You know, we've had we've had some fun times together. From the beginning was really the booth. I would say at, at D twenty three, which tear down the wall between, and ever since then we've kind of found a way to make it work. Yeah, and without killing each other, right? And, we've, <laughs> and if you think about it, we've all yeah. all of us have collectively done some really cool stuff along the way. We've been at two D twenty three expos on the floor. We're going to be back again. Third. This summer, um, D20 actually with a, a bigger and better booth. We've done one, two, f- how many cruises? Four? Four cruises? Who's been on cruises with us, us before? Who's been, on, who's been on all of them? Has anybody been on all of them? <laughs> who's coming to Alaska? Nice. We've done cruises. We've rented out the American Adventure. No. The Adventurers Club. Yeah. Who, is there anybody at the Adventurers Club? That was the Club? first event we did. That was still maybe one of my... You looked at me and said, I don't know if you're going to be able to pull this off. I'm like, trust me. Trust me, we can do this thing. And that was still one of the most memorable yeah. events we've ever done. Yeah. And, you know, it's better, bless you, when you're doing it with, you know, I, it was less about being in the place than remembering some of the people who were there yeah. with us in the place. I still remember Glenn singing. <laughs> it was, it was I amazing. Right, Glenn sang because I wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. Um, he took the we've done the cruises. We've done the events. We did Tower of Terror. We were just, I was just talking before with somebody about the Tower of Terror event. Um, great movie the Great Movie Ride. I was like, I knew I was forgetting yeah. something. That was one of my favorites. That was still do, one of my we favorites. We do that again. That's, that's one of those that we could repeat someday, I think. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ABDs. AB, yeah, we did Adventures by Disney too. We did Backstage Magic, which should not have been done the day before D23 Expo. <laughs> done 24 hours. 
Okay, so so why do you got to go there, right? So, so this is Scott Otis. You may know him better as the man who does not like cheese. And you ask me today, you're like, why did that become a thing? Like you, I'm like, I didn't make that a thing. You made that a thing. It was a thing, it, because of our food reviews that we used to do way back way once back. upon. It's been a long time. It really has. Those are still my favorite things yeah. to do. And some people are like, wait, you do what for a living? You just yeah, I just go and I take out my little recorder and we. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we did a 24-hour show in 2000 and. Gosh, was it 2011, 2010, yeah. somewhere around right, there? Because then you had the great idea of doing a 40 hour. Well, because it made oh, such perfect sense. Yeah, and that was. 2011 was the 40th anniversary. Right, right so this is Tony Caggiano, who somehow got roped into him both times. Hey, come on down. I have We're going to have a blast. Listen, because for the 24 hour show, Tony, what I need you to do is carry this really heavy bag of magazines and CDs. <laughs> yeah, he, uh,. I was carrying the big bag of CDs, and he comes over, and I see him putting something in. I said, what are you doing? It's a bunch of magazines. Dude, they're so heavy. And he walks away. So that was it. I, got well, to I had to carry the box. I had to get a 75-pound bag. And that's why I don't do Celebrations Magazine anymore. Not because I don't love the magazine, but they're way too heavy to carry around the parks. Um, so it was the Richard Sherman cruise, I think, where I got up. We were sort of doing, like, uh, I guess the welcome thing, and I was talking about the 24-hour show and how much fun we had and and the money that we raised, and again, that is the most important part of what we do. And it was coming up on Walt Disney World's 40th anniversary, and I'm like, well, we can't just do 24. And I just thought about this as it was happening. You want to know what happened there? I like, didn't think before from, I spoke. You're so true, because as you're walking past me, you're walking past me and you go, I got the best idea. I'm like, what? I'm not going to tell you, which usually comes out for next week. Which is what I do all the time. Pretty much, yes. And then you, I, I got this great idea, and I said, oh, stop and tell me, and I think I held your your shoulder, and you whisper to me, 40 years, 40-hour 40 show. I'm announcing it right now. And off he took with, with the microphone in hand up on stage and announced it. But it was all, like, it sounded so awesome and in my mind. Time. Like, I'm like, this is great. And then the night before, I was like, that is so stupid. Like, what, like, what were you thinking, man? Like, what, what good is going to possibly come out of this? Oh, don't look. I had... <laughs> When I turned around, I started yelling at Deanna like she was in on it. When we were sitting in the audience, I was like, dude, did you know about this? None of us knew. We all looked at each other. And, and once you say it, you can't undo what's already been said. Like, now it's out there and people, and people were expecting it. And so now people are like, oh, 8th anniversary, what are you going to do? Like, 82 hours? I'm like, no. The, 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 time, the time length live shows are, are not going to happen like that again. But my very favorite look on your face ever was the look when we were standing up there and I had you convinced on stage at the, at the cruise that the show was done. We had no more time. And then I got to put my arm around you and say, there's a little bit more that you may not be aware of. And it all started with a, a phone call from your wife to me months beforehand that said, "I, Becky, can you help me? I really want to roast Lou on the cruise. And the, I think that was probably my proudest moment of being able to say, but, but wait, there's more. And then having Deanna and Tony and, and your brother roast you and the look on your face and the things that you said under your breath that only a few of us actually heard, yeah. that, that, was, that was a member. Those long hugs that took place on stage were not the most intimate kind of, like, it was not as beautiful. There were conversations. The, the hug was, he had the back of my head and he grabs my hand with the microphone, he pushes it out there, and then I, I can't repeat what he said here. Next yeah. Yeah. I knew it was you, Fredo. He was nervous. And, well, I was nervous. And... and 
I wasn't as nervous about it when you first said it, but there was two things that I saw that changed my tune dramatically. My wife with notes <laughs> and Tony with the clicker. <laughs> and I still am not sure to this day which one. I think it's got to be Tony the clicker because if I meet one more person in Proctor, like, hey, Italian boy shorts. like. <laughs> you will never truly appreciate the amount of work that went on behind the scenes for the 24 hours before that, trying to keep you away from where we were trying to rehearse, rehearse from where we were trying to uh, go through all of the slides, which, of course, laid out your entire lifetime per Tony and how we had to make sure that you didn't leave the cabin. So we're calling your wife saying, don't let him leave. And it was um, it was a whole orchestrated piece of fun going on behind the scenes. Well, I, remember- I got to see really interesting places on the ship because the AV guy. Deanna was trying to keep Lou in the room while <laughs> Becky and I were meeting with the AV guys setting up the roast. And he was just, he was furious with Deanna. He goes storming because she's holding him up and he was supposed to be there for to see these guys. So he comes barging into the theater basically. The AV guys hustle me into this back hallway and I'm going through like the bowels of the ship. I'm going down. There's pipes and there's, it's like the utility doors. I mean, I was down in there and these guys, I said, where are we going? This Scottish guy, I don't know. Seagal and keep, run, keep running. And he opens a wall and pushes me out. And I'm like in the lobby, like, and I turn around and there's like a panel. I came out like a panel in the lobby. I'm dead serious. And he's like, figure it out. I said, where am I going? Figure it out. And he closes the door behind me. And then I'm like, I, I'm calling Charlene on the wave phone. Like, I'm just, I'm in the lobby now. And I have no idea how I got there. Seriously. It was pretty cool. Pulling well, something over on you is I, I'm happy that you enjoyed it as much as you did. Because I've told you this before. You bring a knife, I bring a gun. Becky Mankin, I have a surprise for you. Don't even. I don't know. Don't even. You're... No, I'm not going <laughs> to. We're having a new... <laughs> I was hoping she was sitting far enough over so she wouldn't see me going all the way up, but... Um... Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, the Glenn's roast, yeah. which I swear I promise I'll post. I know. I never. I haven't posted. Post again because you guys, if you ha- didn't see it, it was really fun. Yeah, my Glenn, the guy who was going to kill me in Downtown Disney, ended up obviously he tried unsuccessfully, and we became friends. And he put together like this awesome roast and a video called "Being Lou Mangello." I spent. I probably spent twenty hours putting together my portion of the roast, and Glenn says, "Dude, check this out," and he sends it to me. I watch it. I tell De- I, I watch it. I call Deanna up at one o'clock in the morning, and we start it because it wasn't like on, streaming. So I gave her the file. I said, "Ready, one, two, three, and we started at the same time. And after we watched it, she goes, "Well, how's your part going?" I said, "I'm throwing it away, and I have to start over." This his part was so good. Like I had, a, I redid everything. It took me a week. He yeah. killed it. It was unbelievable. I'm happy you all have such. So as we're talking about this, and like I'm thinking about like favorite moments or memorable moments, not necessarily favorite. From the last eight years, as I start walking back over to Scott Otis, Uh-oh. let's talk about the incident. <laughs> the incident. Oh, my gosh. Does everybody, does everybody know what the incident is? Yeah. Some people now have no idea. So it is the seventh anniversary, sixth anniversary, right? It was sixth anniversary because we were in Epcot as part of the game that we played earlier today. And we're all having a wonderful time. Although we were wearing Nordic hats that we made right. thanks to Christy Visaki's right Norway. We were in Norway and then we were in I don't remember how it ha- I don't remember how it happened, but maybe you can Yeah. I don't 
I don't, I don't remember what you did what or why you did it. But we're all walking up to Maelstrom. Oh, I think we were supposed to, supposed to talk to the people. Yeah, we were supposed to ride the ride, but we couldn't because the line was too long. And then I guess we were trying to communicate with the people that were coming out on the boats. And so I just uh, screamed at them a little bit just so that they could hear me. But your scream is like a high-pitched... It's not, girly, a, it's right. not a noise a grown man should it's be able to It's not a whole, it's not a sound even, right As a grown man, you shouldn't be able to make the sound. So as Tony's walking towards Maelstrom, I'm literally running away to distance myself from this freak because you know security is coming. I was at Akershus talking to one of the, the, the hostess at the front, and the screaming starts, and all of the employees come to the door. I'm like, hey, it's cool. It's one of my guys. We're good. Just like that, I said it. And they're like, what happened? I said, it could be anything. And I walked away. And here comes Lou flying past me the other direction. So let me just open up this old womb. Basically, Scott Otis killed Maelstrom. So <laughs> you're putting it on me? Come on, no. So when Anna and Elsa are in there next year, you can say this is all happened because it's all because of the incident. <laughs> no, don't do, no, 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 no. Right, it's a nice, quiet. No, you don't want to. You don't want to do. Uh, Oh, that's right. We did the kimonos. When you said kimonos, my mind immediately went to sushi. When a bunch of us went to kimonos and had a long, a 20-foot-long table full of sushi, and the waitress come by, and she's like, oh, anything else? And Tony's like, yeah, just do all this all over again. $2,000. I never had a four-figure sushi bill since, like, last week. Um, so I was try- I'm trying to think of, oh, there was another, um, I don't want to call it incident, but other sort of memorable moments from so, anybody have any memorable moments from the show or an event or something that sort of sticks with you about the show? Or here's better yet, if somebody came up to you and was like, "Hey, I'm a huge Disney fan. I love Walt Disney World," uh, you know, and you're like, "Oh, do you listen to podcasts?" They say, "No." I'm hoping that I'm at least one of the top three shows that you recommend. How, what? Would, why would you tell people that they should listen? Let me hear you give your best like five second elevator pitch. Well, because. This is, well, it's not just a show. This is a family that we've created. And it's like, when you listen to it, you're not just listening to some guy talking about Disney. You're listening to some guy who loves Disney and has created this, 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 I don't know, just a real family, like a real social group of people who just love Disney and just love talking about it. And it's more than just a show. It's, it's, it is just a group of people who just love each other and love Disney so much. It's fantastic. Well, I just think if you're a Disney expert or you're kind of a newbie at it, you can learn something from the show every week. Like, you can learn new places you've never been. Like, I was listening to the Meisner? Yeah, the Lounge Review. And I was like, I didn't even know that was there. So next week, I'm going. (laughs) The Wayback shows are great because they're evergreen. And uh, that was was actually how I was first put onto the show. And those are with Ryan Wilson, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And those would always be the first ones. So she's actually a rookie. She's never listened to the show. Uh, we came you only here. have about 400 episodes to catch up on, yeah. so you'll be fine. She, she's got, yeah, you can listen to everything else that quick you can. So that's going to be the first ones that I refer her to because it doesn't matter when you listen to them. Mm-hmm. You can always get something out of it, and then that gets you into the community. Is there a, um, is there a, a, a segment that when you see you like more than others or you get excited to, to download? Is it the history stuff? Is it the email stuff? Is it the restaurant review stuff? Are they interviews? Like, what are the things that you like? This is sort of a mini survey. I'm curious. What are the things that you like most? So I got way back, clearly food reviews. 
I like the email segments that you do with Becky because the repertoire that you two have just really adds to the show, and it's it's fun to hear the witty banner back and forth. And I feel like I'll have a good vibe going. So I, why you why do you keep as you're saying it, you're looking over her fearfully, like I hope I'm saying exactly what you told me to say. No, no, we didn't have this plan, but I really enjoy it. And it's it's fun because you get to, to see the travel side and get some tips and stuff as a local that is really nice to hear as well, too, and go, oh, yeah, that's that's a good idea. So what I want you to do is I want you to go back and find the first episode no. that Becky was on because she was so quiet and so scared and wasn't sure if I was being serious or not as I started joking around with her. That's You'll- when it started. <laughs> that's, that's when it started because... You, he, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. He asked me to be on the show to talk about the company, to kind of introduce our partnership. And I'm in this really serious thing. I don't know you really from Adam, and we're just starting to get to know each other. And he's asking me questions. I'm trying to answer them. I'm nervous because I have no idea what I'm going to get. And I don't remember what it was, and I probably have to go back and listen to it sadly because I don't really want to hear it. But you said something to me that was just a zinger right at me. It's like, what? Whoa. Me? Yes. Never. You. And I sat there and I went, I went, and there's a, there is an audible pause of me going, thinking, do I do it back? Do I just kind of work through this? I do it back. <laughs> and it just kind of began that way. And the funny part is, is that it's real. The, the, the witty banter is just actually this relationship. I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, pretty much, we pretty much hate each other. Yeah. Right? Really? <laughs> is that what it is? No, I, I'm an only child, for those of you who know that. No. Um, yeah, really? pretty much. Same. And this Shocker. is, yeah, and this is like having the bratty little brother. So if any of you are the bratty little brother, it's, he is you. So now I know what it's like to have a little brother, but I wouldn't trade you for anything. Right. So my much, much older sister, <laughs> I, I understand. Oh, <laughs> Somebody else had their... Yeah. I, I have to say the top tens with you and Tim, it's the same type of the rapport you guys have, the top 10, 20, 40, however many. And the way you guys go back and forth and feed off of each other and go with me here is it's fabulous. Just really, I look forward to those. Yeah, and those, those are always, they're, they're fun to do too. And it's unfortunately Tim's not down here. We should call Tim. We should just get Tim on the phone. I also love the Jim Corcus ones. Mm-hmm. He is excellent. Yeah. The, the history, the fun. And he can throw a few little punches <laughs> sometimes, too. And he'll say something that you totally don't expect to come out of a historian's mouth. <laughs> but I love it. It's really great. And I keep forgetting that I could edit those out. And I just don't do it. I just I choose not to go back and uh, edit. Um, anybody else? Anybody else? George McGinnis' story where he talked about the whole revamping of Space Mountain. Dude, you're going back like, that's really old school. Like, that's like the first, like, dozen episodes or so, George McGinnis. If there was one interview that I haven't done that you'd like to have me do on the show. Oh, I don't, I, I'm going to write down the name and I'm going to bet that. Joe Rody, and you have to have an assistant when you meet him because I promise I'll Look be good. Look at you batting your eyes like you're like a little schoolgirl. I promise I'll be good. You're kind of scaring me. He would really be awesome, though. When Pandora's opening up, he's got so much to talk about. Oh, the door's wide open, Lou. Do it, do it. Do it. Joe Rody, anybody else? Anybody? Oh. The, uh... National Parks at Walt Disney World. <laughs> and how well they go together. There's so would, many Would anybody examples. listen to a National Parks at Walt, references to National Parks at Walt Disney World? Yeah. Look, they all fell asleep. Everybody fell asleep. 
I will, look, you you say when and I'll do it. We'll do it. All right, <laughs> done. It will be done. Any other interviews? The old crew of uh, the Adventurers Club. Mm. Oh. That would be good. Yeah, that would be my top one. Yeah. They uh, D twenty three actually did Destination D back in November. And I'll tell you, the coolest thing that they did, for the people that sort of stayed and waited until the very end, they had a party at night, which sort of a, like a Pleasure Island Rewind, and they had the entire cast of the Adventures Club come back out as the Adventures Club cast. That was a nice payoff for the people uh, who were there. So I know you guys are uh, looking forward to going to the campfire, sing along to sing, and make schmoes, s'mores. Smoes, s'mores, s'mores, s'mores. It's s'mores. Thank you. We're renaming them. We're it's, from, it's from a it's from a movie called Toy Story. Whatever. Um, but I do want to say a couple of things. We were talking about family, and I know it's it's. I sound like a broken record. Um, we alluded to it very briefly before. Things like the running. Who again? Who are the runners? You got a few. Some of you are like uh, sort of. Who's thinking about maybe running? If I can do it, you can do it. Like, no kidding. And if you want to start with the 5K, I'll do it with you. I, I did it uh, I did it this year. Although this year, I actually, it was so cold, I ran. Like, that's how it is. Yeah, like, Jimmy, everybody's like, what are you, what, like, who's running? What's wrong, what's wrong with him? He, he was running in front of me, and I was like, wait, where, how are you up here? <laughs> it was that cold. He was booking it. And yeah. I was crazy enough to actually volunteer that day, so I wasn't even running, and I didn't get a medal, but I was in the cold. <laughs> you guys deserve even a bigger medal because you're just standing there with ice-cold water in your hands. But, but I gave like, you guys the medal. You did. It was worth that. But all these things, right, the, the running team and the dream team, and, and you know, that goes back to like when I started writing my first book and my dad was sick, and the idea of raising money to, to donate to, to kids to get here, um, that still remains the core of what I do. It's the most important part of what we all do. I, you, not me, have raised more than a quarter of a million dollars for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. We've seen at recent meets of the month kids coming for the, the trips that we've sponsored, and that is, I think, the most rewarding part of everything that we do, and you actually get to see it, um, it taking place in front of you. Anyway, I want to say thank you guys again uh, for taking the time to be here today, to keep listening every week, to helping to spread the word, to being part of the Dream Team, to being part... Who's part of WRA Nation, by the way? Uh, you guys are awesome. Um, thank you for all that. I, I hope that I bring a little bit of happiness and positivity and maybe even, dare I say, a little inspiration into your life every day because you, by events like this and meeting the months and the other stuff that we do together, you are the ones that inspire me every day and I will try and do the best that I can for as long as I can as long as you keep listening so thank you guys very much for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see and sometimes even in what you hear. You can then enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. But before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I was thinking and talking a lot about Tomorrowland because I'm just finally finishing up the last in the audio tour series for the Magic Kingdom, which is, of course, Tomorrowland. And your question was simply to tell me this. 
What two companies once sponsored the Tomorrowland Speedway? And they were, of course, Goodyear, the tire company, and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for a period of time a number of years ago. Again, I took all the correct entries, as I do every week, and randomly selected one to win the prize package that includes all the other audio tours of Walt Disney World, a copy of my new 102 Ways to Save Money for an at Walt Disney World book, which you can get at Amazon.com or Disney102.com, and I also threw in something from my personal collection. I've been putting a lot of things from my collection up on eBay that have just been sitting in boxes and storage for years. I'm going to pull one of those items out, include that in the prize package. And last week's winner is Jason Montrevito. So Jason, Jason, congratulations. Please send me your address. I'll send you your prize package right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your ne next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So as I said, we had the 8th anniversary event at the Fort Wilderness Cabins, and I really fell back in love, a deeper kind of love, really, with Fort Wilderness a lot. Uh, enjoyed the cabins, enjoyed the experience, definitely want to go back again. So let's sort of stay in the Fort Wilderness mode, and I'm going to ask you a question about something that you can find, not necessarily at the cabins, but at Fort Wilderness itself. Because if you go over to the horse barn at the Tri-Circle D Ranch, you will find a beautiful, huge, Dragon Calliope, right across from some great photos of Walt and his love of horses. And the question is simply to tell me this. The Dragon Calliope that you can find over at the horse barn was featured in what Disney feature film? Now, if you don't know, I'll give you a hint because I did a show about everything you needed to know about Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort a number of episodes ago on WW Radio. You might just find a hint or the answer there. You have until Sunday, February 15th, to send your answer to contest at www.radio.com. Again, you're playing for all the audio tours, a copy of 102 Ways, and I will throw in yet another item from my personal collection. And I'm also going to throw in one of the custom WW Radio Magic Band covers that people really enjoyed as a uh, surprise that I handed out this past weekend. So good luck and have fun. That is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Like I said on the show, your time is your most valuable commodity, and I am so very grateful that you're willing to spend it and share it with me. Also, thanks to everybody who has rated and reviewed 102 Ways to Save Money for Not Walt Disney World over at Amazon.com. We have more than 179 reviews. Would love it if you would add your own and tell your friends. Big thanks to David Dollar, Austin Snyder, Jose Santana, and Alexis Bauman for their most recent reviews. Again, you can find out more and order the book in Kindle, iBooks, or print, or even as a PDF you can download by visiting Disney102.com. Also, don't forget that in addition to the podcast, which you can subscribe to over on iTunes, please join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for www.radiolive.com. It's a lot of fun where you can watch and chat in the chat room all about this week's Walt Disney World news. Then stay on Ask Me Anything as we chat just about, well, anything that you like. Again, that's every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can also watch and chat live via your phone by downloading the Ustream app and doing a search for WDW Radio. 
I'd love to hear from you, of course. So if you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me, lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangello. Same thing for Instagram and Pinterest. Facebook.com slash Lou Mangello. You can follow my personal profile there or like the WDW Radio page at Facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Of course, as you know, if you've ever listened to the show before, as much as I love connecting and engaging with you guys online, and I promise if you've emailed me, I answer every email personally and I will get back to you. Nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And that's why I do events not just in Walt Disney World, but on the road as well. I'm actually planning out my calendar for the rest of the year. Got a lot of traveling and speaking I'm doing later on. But I can announce the next two meets of the month for March and April. March's meet of the month in Walt Disney World is going to be over at Disney's Animal Kingdom at the Yak and Yeti at the outside counter service restaurant. So if you go around Yak and Yeti to the back, there's a covered seating area back there. We will meet there from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. April's meet is going to be at Epcot, and there's a method to my madness, I promise you. It is going to be at the Tangerine Cafe. Why do you ask? Because that is our pre-Age of Ultron Avengers shawarma meet on Saturday, April 25th. I'm a huge Marvel and Avengers fan and so excited for the May 1st release of Age of Ultron in theaters. So going back to the original Avengers movie, we're going to have a shawarma meetup at the Tangerine Cafe, Saturday, April 25th, again from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Other events are planned, including our cruise to Alaska and on-the-road events. I do a lot of speaking at conferences and consulting to businesses and speaking at schools. So we'll be doing some on-the-road events in places like San Diego, Fort Worth, and a few other locations to be named later. You can find out more about other places I'll be speaking and how to book me for your conference to consult with your business or to come speak at your school by visiting loumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Mouse Fan Travel and Becky Mankin, not just for the friendship, but for the support that they have continued to give me and you over the years because they are my official and recommended travel provider because it's who I use, it's who I recommend, it's who I trust because of not just the great prices and the incredible level of service and the fact that their services are completely free to you, but it's that level of personal service that they give you that makes them exceptional. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And little Timmy Foster over at celebrationspress.com would be happy to help you subscribe or order back issues to Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, I promise you that. If you like the show, and I hope you do, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links and comment over on Facebook. Please also rate and review the show over on iTunes. We have more than 930 reviews there. Would love to get to 1,000 five-star reviews. I want to thank Tuba Chick Pam, Bubble Inc., TBB95, and Oswald, I assume the lucky rabbit, for their most recent reviews. To find out how to review or get a direct link to iTunes, you can visit www.radio.com slash iTunes. And finally, and as I said before during the show, and as I said every week, Thank you all so very much for allowing me to share my passion for Disney with you through the show for a decade now and through all the other things that we get to do together. And I hope that you are able to find that thing that that ignites your heart on fire and that you're passionate about and that you hope and and pray and want to happen and stop worrying about about how it's going to happen 
and just start trusting that it will and start taking little steps towards making it happen every single day. And of course, always keep moving forward. Thank you again so, so very much. I hope you have an amazing week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is Shelly Bergman from Champaign, Illinois. And I really enjoyed this last podcast, 393 of the email, or the listener emails. It was really fun with you and Becky. Um, but more so, I wanted to thank you so much for walking us around Tomorrowland and, more importantly, wishes. Um, that was magical. And you made every person in the box cry, I'm pretty sure, and including myself. Um, that was really, really special. Um, on your last podcast, 393, you there was a Shane Trasher that called in from Brownsburg, and that's where I'm originally from, which is a really small town, so that was really funny. But I agree, his name is awesome. Um, but what I was really calling for is I used to be a cast member. I did the college program in 07 um, and worked – as a ride operator in Magic Kingdom, which I think is the best job that you can have in Magic Kingdom. Um, I worked teacups, Winnie the Pooh, and Snow White. And my very, very favorite was Pooh Grouper, which does not sound good, but we just put people in lines to tell them what honey or honey pot to go to. And that was the place that I had the most time to be able to interact and talk to the guests, and that was my favorite. And if we were um, staffed well enough, there was even a rotation called Making Magical Moments, and that was amazing because we could go and buy someone an ice cream if they dropped it or new fries if the seagull swooped down and took it or a pen and give them from our lanyard or just anything that would make someone happy, and I love doing that. And I miss it a lot. But um, we're going back in September, and we're taking our daughter, who will just have turned two. Um, that will be her first trip, so we're really excited. Um, thanks for all you do with the show, and I can't wait to listen to tomorrow's episode. Bye. Hello, Lou Mangiello, and happy 8th anniversary of the WDW Radio group page and lifelong box people that you created and keeping us all in the Disney mood and when we can't be down in Disney World it means the world to all of us I'm sure you know that I hope you know that and I can't wait for the next anniversary hopefully I'll be able to get down there to be there with you to celebrate. This is Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York. And I am also calling in to say that we are one day away from 110 days to the WDW Radio Alaska cruise. And we are getting closer and closer to the day that we can do some booking of excursions. Very excited. Have a great day, everyone. Stay warm. This winter has been very long and very snowy here in Buffalo. They said the last time it snowed or did not snow, that we didn't have snow on the ground, was January 4th. And we are at February 
9th. Have a magical day. Hi, Lou. It's Christy from West Lafayette, Indiana, and I'm just calling for a couple of reasons. First of all, I cannot believe that you guys did not mention the very wonderful and famous cake cup from the Cheshire Cafe in Fantasyland. That thing, <laughs> I have gone to that park specifically for a cake cup, and they, two or three times on our trip in, I think it was our June trip, we went over there and they were sold out. It was heartbreaking. But in our December trip, I got a couple, so I'm I'm set for a while on cake cups. I don't have anything in the other parks that I just have to go for, but I love a lot of things. Um, also, back to you guys' movie that needs to be an attraction episode. I don't think anybody has mentioned Lady in the Tramp, and I think there could be such an awesome attraction with um, when Lady and the Tramp were in the zoo, and it could be tied in an animal kingdom somehow. It could be really cool. Anyway, hope hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for all you do. Love all your podcasts. Have a great day. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, just a dream away. Well, it sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit.